Rudyard Fun runs a funeral home in the village of Piffling Vale. It used to be the only one. It isn't anymore. Yet Rudyard remains an important man with a seat on the village council and being there for 11 years has been a constant source of pride. But nothing lasts forever, especially if your name is Rudyard Fun. Wooden Overcoats by David K. Barnes. Episode 4 Tempting Fate. The council meets once a month in Piffling Hall. Though the public are invited, I'm the only one who ever turns up, and being a mouse means I'm not allowed to vote, though I do get to nibble on the custard creams. This particular session was lent a certain energy by the chairman, Mayor Desmond Desmond, who had been right honourable until he realised he'd just made it up. Right, uh, Marjorie, could you take the councillor roll call? Certainly, Mr Chairman. Reverend Nigel Wavering. Uh, at present. Lady Vivian Templar. Hello. And Mr Rudyard Funt. Rudyard Funt. Are you sure? Yes. I've got Funt written here. Well, we've been over this for 11 years. What does that look like, Reverend? Rudyard um, Funt, I'd oh, say. Funt. I can only read what I've got written down, Mr Funt. Councillor Funt. Funt, Councillor Funt. Fellow councillors, we cannot ignore that recent events have dealt us a tragic blow. Our venerable vice chairman, Mr. Basil Corbett, has been sadly taken from us in unforeseen circumstances. But he died knowing that we would continue his great work for Piffling Vale. Yes. Oh, yes. In fact, the venerable vice chairman, Mr. Basil Corbett, had died at the bottom of a 60-foot mine shaft where he'd been fatally knocked down by a cyclist. Nevertheless, the councillors looked suitably solemn. That dear, sweet little man. I'm sure his spirit is at rest in heaven, if it exists. And there's a 50-50 chance of that. Mm-hmm. This does, of course, leave open the position of vice-chairman of this council, but I'm sure that can wait ooh, until... Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, <coughs> Councillor Funt. Uh, Funt, I'll do it, Mr Chairman. Uh, surely you are tied up with Funt funerals, are you not? Funt funerals? We're, um, not quite as busy as we used to be. Though we will be carrying out Basil Corbett's funeral on Wednesday, so, you know, pop that in your diaries. There'll be nibbles. Do you have Bombay mix? I'm afraid not. Uh, yes, well, uh, I'll see what I'm doing that day. In honour of Basil's demise, I have strengthened my resolve towards transforming our dear little village into a dear little town. After all, a community must build towards a brighter future. Yes, we cannot yes, allow yes, ourselves yes. to stagnate, to, 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 to scrabble in the dusk like animals. Ah, yes, sorry, right. Uh, well, I'll just throw that open. Any ideas? Lady Templar? Perhaps we need some more attractions. The aquarium was a big success. Mm. It's only got eight fish. And six of them are dead. It's still a smashing day out. Great fun for the children. The other day mm. I bought a wind-up crab. Well, how about <laughs> helping small businesses? What? For instance, there's our mobile phone coverage. Mm, what about it? Well, it'd be nice to have some. We do have some. Only in one specific part of the island. Yes, my bathroom. The queues are getting ridiculous. Can we improve our communications network, Lady Templar? Not without a great deal more money, Mr Chairman. Money, yes. 
Reverend Wavering, how are we doing on that front? Oh, a pretty good whip round last Sunday, actually. Someone popped in a five-pound note. A whole fiver? <laughs> Who donated that? Well, that new fellow, Eric... Chapman. <laughs> I say I do like him. I think he's quite dishy. Oh, I'm sure we're all agreed on that point, Lady Templar. Oh, my, yes. Mr. Chapman is just outside. He's come about another extension to his funeral home. Extension? What extension? Did I know about this, Marjorie? He wrote you a letter, Mr. Chairman. Ah, yes. I'm afraid I don't always read everything I am given. I am usually kept very busy. Mm, like opening new funeral homes. Exactly. Show him in, Marjorie. Yes, sir. Oh, what an unexpected treat this is. You seem to have snapped your pencil, Rudyard. Sorry. My smile's away. Morning, everyone. Eric. Mm, great to see you. Always a pleasure, Desmond. Rudyard. Chapman. The infamous Lady Templar. I say. <laughs> Reverend, is that new eyeshadow? Marjorie tells me you are here about another extension to your premises. We're getting so many people through the door that our waiting room can't contain them. That was my pencil, Rudyard. Sorry. And I thought what this funeral home really needs is a cafe. A drinks, sandwiches, that sort of thing. Maybe a chocolate fountain. Oh, yes. Delicious. Any objections? Well, I hate to point it out, but we do already have a cafe. It closed down last week. What? Why? It's something to do with a cyborg mouse infestation, I heard. Oh, how utterly awful. It was one mouse! And I don't know anything about it. All right. All those in favour of Mr. Chapman extending his premises to include a cafe say aye. 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 All opposed. I mean, I say opposed is a strong word. Done. Carried unanimously. That was the table leg, Rudyard. Sorry. Thank you, everyone. Your first coffee's on me. Hot and strong. (laughs) Always, Lady Templar. (laughs) Anyway, I better be off. Oh, wait, Dick. You are full of ideas. We want to expand our village, attract newcomers. You, any thoughts on that? Yeah, what made you want to move here, Chappers? It's what I'd like to know. Oh, well, it all started a long time ago. Oh, he's so complex. <laughs> but as to your problem, I'd say that you should rally the community and get people excited about piffling. An event, a celebration. Oh, that sounds expensive. But don't forget about the five-pound note, Mr. Chairman. Ooh. Yes. A bit of glitz and glamour. Something to remember. Bring everyone together mm. and carve out a real sense of identity. Mm. We already have an identity. It's miserable and it works. Mm. What about a fate? Yes! What? Stalls. Games. Rustic <laughs> dancing. You're a village. You must throw the odd fate. He's mad. We should deport him. There hasn't been a fate in Piffling Vale for 11 years. <laughs> Astonishing. Who's in charge of local events? Rudyard. Ah. Of course I thought about doing a fate this year, but, you know, that money could be put towards the upkeep of the burial grounds. That's what you did last year. I know, and they look terrific. I must admit I do like the idea of some rustic dancing. Yes, and games and things. Something for the whole community to enjoy. I mean, it's not original. Oh, don't be so modest, Eric. It's so charming. Look, it's easy to throw money around and get excited about rustic dancing. I'll got... say it is. <laughs> Eric, you have been the most tremendous help. Well, glad to do my bit. <laughs> Next Friday. We will throw the biggest and bestest fate this island has ever seen. A new era in Piffling. I hope you know what you're doing, Mr. Chairman. Me? You're in charge, Rudyard. Local events are your uh, district. What? What? All those in favour? Aye. All opposed? Aye. uh... Overruled. Motion carried. Chapman!
I think we're going to need a new table. Rudyard skulked back to fun funerals, his head a miasma of doubt. If there was one thing he'd banked on in life, it was that he'd never be relied upon to help people enjoy themselves. His world had once again become an increasingly scary place. There was only one thing left to do. Georgie. Yeah? We're emigrating. Fair enough. Where to? Don't care. So long as nobody's heard of it. San Marino? Yeah, that'll do. Antigone! Pack your bags! We're moving to San Marino! Where's San Marino? Italy. Italy? I'm great at Italian. Done. Let's get moving. Yep, you too, madam. Hang on, why are we moving to San Marino? Because they're after me. They're after you. They will be. Who, when and why? Everyone. Next week, when the village fate I organise falls apart, which it will do. They put you in charge of a fate. People are meant to enjoy those. Thank you, Georgie, I know. How did that happen? One word. Chapman. I should return his calls. Chapman? Probably won't, though. Shows up at the meeting. He's there two minutes, and suddenly I'm meant to be arranging the first village fate we've had in 11 years. Of course. He must have done it knowing that you'd fail. Last nail in the coffin. My God, the absolute cunning of a man. Are you caressing yourself? What? No, shut up. This is serious, Roger. You're going to call his bluff. You want me to actually organise a fit? Yes, and in the process you're going to win us back some much-required good publicity. Uh, I, I can't do it! It's just a lot of people standing around the field having fun for an afternoon. How difficult can it be? Antigone, when was the last time I had fun doing anything? I can't remember. No, nor can I. Now, Georgie can speak Italian. We're moving to San Marino. It's the fifth smallest country in the world. What's the smallest? Vatican City. We'll go there. Roger, this island hasn't held a fate ever since you effectively banned them 11 years ago. All you need to do is stage an even half-decent knees up and they'd probably enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Well, what about all the games? And the stalls? I hope there's some rustic dancing. Roger, other people do those things for you. Conscription? Volunteering. <laughs> Put someone in charge of a relay race, another in charge of a coconut shy. Get shopkeepers to run their own stalls. And ask the Piffling Philharmonic to provide the music for the rustic dancing. Boom! Instant fate. Pass out enough liquor to get everyone hammered and you're away. Ah, but if people are drunk, then they won't enjoy the relay race. They'll enjoy it more. Trust me. You can just delegate tasks and keep things to schedule. You love doing that. It's practically the only thing you're actually good at. I, I, I do like spreadsheets. Antigone could be a fortune teller. Excuse me, are you insane? Every fate needs a fortune teller. No, Madeline, I hate raffles, but I do like the idea of a fortune teller. I can't do that. I've got to embalm Basil Corbett. Do you know how many gallons of fluid I'll have to drain from a man that size? Possibly thousands. That's a ridiculous lie. You're going to be a fortune teller. Why me? Because A, you'll be sitting in a gloomy tent all day, and B, you can throw a spanner into the works of Eric Chapman. Uh, tell people that bad luck comes to those who do business with a tall, dark stranger. He's not that tall. Or dark. Okay, um, don't do business with a medium-height blonde chap... Man, just make sure people are too superstitious to go near him. And what's Georgie going to be doing? Georgie, name a thing that people like. A carousel. Build me one. Sure. I'm great at building carousels. Excellent. I think I might enjoy this. I bet the Vatican doesn't have a carousel. Rudyard was actually wrong about that. The Vatican, in fact, has five. But over several days, he delegated, organised, and even managed to smile at people though he was swiftly taken aside and advised never to do it again. By Wednesday morning, there was just one person he'd yet to approach. And I'm deeply sorry about your husband's passing, Mrs Turner. I'm not. He used to eat cockroaches. Well then. But I am looking forward so much to the funeral, Mr Chapman. You always lay on such an amusing funeral. We do try to put the fun in funerals. It's the way everybody comes together and has such a jolly time. 
It can get very lonely around here, you know. Can it really, Mrs Turner? My neighbour, Mrs Carnegie, met a fancy man at one of your funerals. Did she really? I wish I were Mrs Carnegie. Oh, you will be, Mrs Turner. You will be. Rudyard, what a surprise. Good morning, Mr Fun. Good morning, Mrs Turner. Oh, no, don't smile. What can we do for you today, Rudyard? Fancy a funeral? Not a threat. Uh, no, you can put the vase down. Right, you are. <clears throat> now look here. I've got Basil Corbett's funeral in a couple of hours, so let's keep this short. The fate. On Friday. You might be too busy. I'm not too busy. Or maybe not interested. I am interested. Or maybe you're too busy. I'm still not too busy. But if that wasn't the case, then I was going to say... Rudyard, I'd love to be involved. I see. Hmm. Well, th that cafe you asked the council about four days ago. I suppose you've already built stocks and opened it by now? I have, actually. Would you like a cappuccino? No, thank you. In that case, you can provide refreshments at the fete, can't you? If you'd like me to. Don't sound enthusiastic. Rudyard, I'd be delighted to provide refreshments at your village fete on Friday. All right, all right. Don't need your life story. Chapman. Refreshments. There. That's everything. We're all set to go. I consider me incredibly impressed. <laughs> Just need a sharp, coordinating brain, that's all. Got one of those, you see. I have to say, I'm looking forward to it. I know funerals are a great excuse to get outside and socialise, but it's good to have other options. Socialising? That's to take up ten minutes, then what would they do? No, perpetual scheduled activity. That's the way. Oh, you know best. Relay race, sack race, three-legged race, tea and cakes, tug of war, fancy dress, and rustic dance. With coconut chai, cake and bake, jumble sale, baked bean bath, and guess the weight of the reverend. Top work, Richard. Top work. Very traditional. Mm. What do you mean by that? By what? You said very traditional. Yes. It's, you know, it's very traditional. That's all. I don't mean that's all, that's all. I just mean that's all I'm saying. That it's traditional. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's, I think you put together a really strong event. It's a good old traditional fate, and I think everyone will have a great afternoon, truly. You've nothing to worry about. I see. Well, wait till you see what I've really got prepared. Sorry? I mean this! This is just the first draft! But there's nothing wrong with... Traditional? Stayed? Boring? Seen it all before? Not a bit of it! This is going to be a fate to remember! You'll see. You might be overthinking this. I should Coco! Now if you'll excuse me, I've got to make some telephone calls. Don't forget your funeral. Was that a threat? Basil Corbett's funeral. Ah, that. It's been delayed. Goodbye. Rudyard, can I have my vase back? Oh, yes. Sorry. Rudyard burst forth from his rival's premises, his heart pounding and his palms sweating. He knew he had less than 48 hours to entirely rethink his fate. It was time for swift and decisive action, and there was only one place to head for. Reverend Wavering's bathroom. Yes, Mrs. Pettigrew, it's got to be dramatic. A seven-legged race, you heard me. Oh, hang on, I've got Jerry on the other line. Now look here, Jerry, I'm on the mobile. Yes, in the vicar's bathroom. Uh, Rudyard. Yes. Uh, could you scrub my bag for me? Um. Oh. Jerry, can't we think of something better than a bake sale? Yes, I know I liked it yesterday, but we need something exciting. Wait, hold on a second, Mr. Smiley. This coconut shy. What if the coconuts could fight back? That's right. Well, give them on their toes, wouldn't it? Damn, it's Mrs. Pettigrew again. Hold on. Could you pass me the towel? Yep. Sure. Mrs. Pettigrew? No, not five. A seven-legged race. I won't have any less than seven. Here you go. Thanks, Orphan. And I want obstacles on the racetrack. Potholes, maybe. Oh, I can check. Oh. Mr. Burnside? 
your Punch and Judy show. Children need to know that violence actually hurts. I want to see real agony when the crocodile eats Mr. Punch. Screaming, writhing, buckets of blood. Something they'll remember. Oh, Ratchard. Are we still on for the funeral this afternoon? Ah, no, it's been delayed. Oh, well, not much point in getting dressed now. Uh, Mrs. Pettigrew? What? Fine, I'll run my own seven-legged race. See if I care. And you. Jerry? Okay, give me what you got. Oh, hello, everyone. If you're all queuing to make a telephone call, I don't think it'll be very long. Put some clothes on. It's my house. Those ideas are terrible, Jerry. Just terrible. It felt to me unseemly to loiter in an ecclesiastical bathroom uninvited, so I decided to leave Rudyard to his negotiations and scooted back to fun funerals, where I found Antigone was practising her fortune-telling. Your name is... Your name is... Georgie Crusoe. God, how do you do it? All right, look with someone else. It should be very impressive. Correctly guessing a total stranger's name. Yes. That would be impressive. Thank you. How are you going to do it? Well, shut up. Okay, skip to the fortune bit. Tell me what my future holds. And remember, always tell them what they want to hear. Yes, yes, right. Uh, I can see... I can see... A man. Boring. A woman. Meh. A cat, a dog, uh, a cat and a dog, a book. No. What do you want then? A helicopter. How was I meant to know that, for <gasps> God's sake? You're the psychic. I'm not a psychic. You're not trying hard enough. Here, bend these spoons. No more spoons. You want a fortune. All I can see are a million paths rolling and stretching into the infinite abyss. But no matter which one we choose, they all end the same way. And the best life lived is the one we never tried. Antigone. What? Helicopters. Go back to your side of the table. He's done it again! Oh, why do I have to live here? What's Eric done now? He's actually done it again. Every step of the way, your boyfriend's there in this gruelling game of mental chess. He's not my boyfriend. Well, he should be, dammit. We need a spy on the inside. Now get over there and sabotage something. Fine. Do you really think that's going to help? Oh, maybe not, but it'll show me Now look here! What? No, 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 This is the funeral phone. The mobile is the fate phone. So if you want to discuss this fate, I'll have to go all the way back to the vicar's bathroom. What? Very well, I'll be waiting. I knew it wouldn't last. What wouldn't? Your mood. You seemed cheerful this morning. It was very unnerving. I had the whole thing planned to the very last detail. And then he had to cast his entropic gaze over everything and whoosh the whole thing up in smoke. Do I still have to be a fortune teller? And out of that smoke shall rise a phoenix, let me tell you. Phoenix will rise and who'll be laughing then? You haven't laughed since our great-grandfather died. Well, nothing could have topped that. But rest assured, Antigone, our fate is going to be a spectacular success. Or my name is... No, look here! What? No, Jerry, there is nothing extreme about a bake sale. You can paint the word on the sign as often as you want. It doesn't make it true. What? Fine, be that way. You know where you can stick your cakes? Yes, extremely. I ask you. Rudyard, the fate is in less than 48 hours and we've got Basil Corbett's funeral this afternoon. Postponed. What? Called up the family, made up a story about, well, 
reorganising a fate, that sort of thing. How did they react? Well, they weren't very happy. But? No, that's it. They weren't very happy. So how many attractions does your fate have? Is your fortune telling? Yes. George's carousel? Yes. <sighs> well, that's more than we had last year. Inexplicable. You know, I can actually see your future. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And it involves this crystal ball getting shoved straight up your... Rudyard! Gorgeous weather, isn't it? I just passed Georgie on the way over. Never mind about that. What do you want? I hope this isn't a bad time. Why would you think it was a bad time? Now look here! What? Well, then we shall do without the band. Thank you for telling me. Yes, well, if I do drop dead, then I'm in the right place for it. Goodbye. Problems? No. Just have to be very imaginative with our rustic dancing, that's all. Can we help you? We? Hello. Ah! Sorry, I keep forgetting. Sorry. Sorry. You're just always standing in the shadows. The shadows protect me. Tremendous. Look, Rudyard, I want to apologise. Apologise? I don't know what it was. When you came over this morning, I said something to offend you, and it's made you throw away all your hard work. Mr Chapman, I've no idea where you got that impression from, but I can assure Mrs. you... Mrs Pettigrew popped over for a coffee. She said if he wants a seven-legged race, then he can whistle for it. Joke's on her. I can't whistle. And the joke's on you, really. But putting that aside, I thought I'd try and make things up to you. Really? How? Very big of you, I'm sure, but I'm not in the usual... Now look at What? Too dangerous? Bungee jumping off the lighthouse? Children love doing that. 50 feet ago, you can't beat it. No, the paddling pool's not good enough. And the same to you! What do you do in mind, Mr Chapman? Well, in addition to providing all the refreshments at the fete, I'll throw in something extra. I've just installed my chocolate fountain and it works like a dream. We'll have it going at the fete and we'll give out all-you-can-eat chocolate treats to everyone who wants them free of charge. How about that? Well, I was rather banking on you sorting out my seven-legged race. Richard. But a chocolate fountain could make for a very nice centrepiece for the whole thing. Very nice indeed. Fair enough, Mr Chapman. It's a deal, and... Thank you. Oh, don't mention it. I'm just glad I was able to... Oh. Now, look here. What? When? I see. Yes. Uh, I'll tell him. That was your secretary, Mr. Chapman. Oh, yeah? Yes, uh, apparently somebody has just sabotaged your chocolate fountain. What? All right, sir, mission accomplished. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hello, Georgie. Hello. Get out, Georgie. Goodbye. 48 hours zipped by in a flash, but inspiration failed to strike Rudyard Fun. When the event opened on Friday afternoon, it was clear that Piffling's biggest and bestest fate had failed to materialise and that in its place were a legion of empty tables, a couple of tents, a wonky carousel and a deadly coconut shy. As I nibbled on a fallen walnut whip, the cream of Piffling voiced their displeasure. Uh, it's not quite how I imagined it, Lady Templar. Nor I, Mr Mayor. I hope there'd be lots of games and stalls and things. But it looks just like a field to me. I don't think I've ever been so unhappy. I thought a bit of rustic dancing would cheer me up. But it's miserable doing it in the rain and without any music. After a couple of hours, I had to give up. I had my fortune read just now. Ooh, worth a punt, is it? No. A woman spent ten minutes going on about a million roads all ending the same way. Then she told me not to talk to strangers and handed me a bent spoon. Ooh, sounds a bit rum. And as for that coconut shark, yes. just littered with casualties. I suppose it is nice to pull the community together like this. But what's the point? 
when there's nothing for them to do. Oh, there, there, Lady Templar, don't cry. <laughs> it's so cold. So terribly, terribly cold. Yes, and wet. I wish I hadn't dropped my walnut whip. That mouse is having a wonderful time. Oh, Mr. Mayor. Ah, that's it, Lady Templar. Use my shoulder. It'll be over soon, and we'll put all this behind us. Um, hello. Oh, it's you, Ruddy Hunter. Your Worship, Lady Templar. I trust we're all having fun. Not quite, Ruddy. I'm sorry to hear that, Your Worship. I really don't want to sound ungrateful, you understand, but it's, it's all a bit sparse, isn't it? It's just awful. Would you like a go at the coconut shy, Lady Templar? <laughs> don't be a fool, Rudyard. Can you see she's already lost her glass eye? We have had teething problems. I think it's safe to say we got there in the end. The whole village coming together. If only Basil Corbett could have seen it. He'd be spinning in the grave. You haven't put him in yet. Well, actually, I'm popping off to do the funeral now, if you'd both like to come along. No, thank you. If your funerals are anything like your fates, I think I'll save myself the trip. Right. Yes, right. Um... See you later. Mm. What a dreadful little man. Yes. Mind you, he looks good in a suit. Mm. Aye, aye. There are a couple of long faces. Hello, Eric. I thought I'd bring you both some cappuccinos to warm yourselves up with. You darling, darling chap chappers. Not a bit of it, Lady Templar. (laughs) Been a bit of a washout, hasn't it? Despondency as far as the eye can see. Even in a crowd, they all look lonely. But perhaps this is what Piffling Vale's really all about, and it's been staring me in the face the entire time. Don't say that, Mr. Mayor. If only we could do something with what we've got here. Uh, but what can you do with lots of empty old tables? Got it. I know what we can do. What? Desmond, with your permission, I'd like to try a little something, and I've got a feeling it might just work. There's still time to turn this whole event around. <gasps> then by the authority you invested in me, I ask you to give it your best shot. As of this moment, Eric, our fate is in your hands. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alas, I somehow felt duty-bound to accompany Rudyard to the postponed funeral of Basil Corbett, a move that probably sacrificed a very exciting chapter of my book, Memoirs of a Funeral House Mouse, available soon from all good retailers, the first 50 copies assigned. Mind you... At the funeral, I was able to witness Rudyard, bereft of reverend and with few attendees, deliver a stirring and entirely improvised speech about the securities of fate, the struggles of discord, and an intractable acceptance of the way the cookie crumbles, a sermon that moved the late Basil Corbett's niece to say, quite simply, We want our money back. Whereupon, Rudyard duly refunded her money, tipped Basil Corbett into the hole and traipsed back in the general direction of the village fate. Never mind, sir. Can't win them all. Winning anything at all would be a nice change. Never liked fates, anyway. I not even tried your carousel. You worked so hard at it. I do still think it should have had horses. Mm, perhaps. I thought having coffins was a delightful touch. Ah, well. Time to face the music. Well, they're all smiling and chatting. That's funny. 
All the tables are arranged in a sort of circle. With two people to each table? I don't understand. What on earth is going on? Once again, your time's up. If you want to exchange numbers, you'd better do it quick. Right then, as before, A's, you stay seated, and if B's could get up and head to your next table in rotation. That's it. There we go, quick as you can. And this is your last date, folks. Whether you're looking for a friend or looking for love, you've got three minutes to talk to your final partner, so you better make them count. Get ready, get set, enjoy yourselves. Chapman, what are you playing at? Rudyard, Georgie, glad you could make it. I think you're too late to grab a table. I don't want to grab anything. What's happened to my face? A swift change of plan. Things are getting a little blue, so I thought, what's the best and cheapest way to get a large group of people talking to each other? Talking to each other? Some of them are holding hands. Flirting, talking, same difference? <laughs> Same difference, eh? It, it's gone down a treat. I bet some of them are speaking to each other for the first time in their lives. You like to be the hero, don't you? Well, making up for lost time. Kerry, 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 lad. What a magnificent afternoon. Desmond, glad you've enjoyed it. It's been a fantastic old fate. Absolutely fantastic. Bloody hard. Do you know what this chap did? Yes, he told me. A cracking idea. Really got everyone involved. Sorry, I can't stick around. Nothing wrong, is there? No, no, no. As a matter of fact, I'm uh, going on a date. You're going on a what? Hello, everybody. Glorious day. Desi, I've booked us a table for six o'clock. It's Italian tonight. Oh, how incredibly pleasing, Reverend. TTFN. <laughs> See you all on Sunday. Have a good one, you two. I have no idea what's happening. And that's your lot, ladies and gentlemen. This has been the Great Piffling Speed Date, and you've been amazing. Well, I suppose I'd better get a shift on. Georgie? Yep? I was wondering if, um, if you were free, we nah. could... No. Not bothered. Oh. Oh. Right. No, that's fine. Sure. Uh... Lady Templar? Chavez? I don't suppose you'd care to... Yes, I would. Nice. Well, enjoy yourselves. Oh, Chapman. Chapman. Look at them all. They're all... Pairing off. Don't understand it. We live on an island of liberty. It certainly looks that way, doesn't it? Ah, Antigone, there you are. Glad to see you weren't involved. Quite right, too. You didn't subscribe to this licentious nonsense. No. No, I didn't. I wouldn't even know where to begin. The times were changing in Piffling Vale, but one man refused to change with them. Rudyard, in fact, resigned from the village council. They sadly didn't take any notice. You see, they'd just appointed their new vice-chairman, who'd brought along his chocolate fountain to celebrate. Tempting Fate was written by David K. Barnes and featured Felix Trench as Rudyard, Beth Eyre as Antigone, Tom Crowley as Eric, Kira Baxendale as Georgie, Steve Hodson as the Mayor, Andy Seacombe as Reverend Wavering, Katrina Knox as Lady Templar, Ellie McAlpine as Marjorie, and Belinda Lang as Madeline, with additional voices by Pip Gladwin, Sarah Burton, and Max Tyler. Original music composed by James Whittle. The programme was recorded at the Art Space Studios by Tom Gillieran and was directed and produced by Andy Goddard and John Wakefield. <laughs>